Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1983's The Hunger, directed by Tony Scott and starring Susan Sarandon and Catherine Deneuve. This is a request from Carly. Dudes on Demand is going strong, Dave. Uh-huh. And Carly sent us a Facebook message. Well, actually, sent us a lot of uh, special messages. She right. She had a lot of suggestions. Right. And we were like, dude, we got to do one of these. Yep. One of them was The Legacy. And then she said after that, if the legacy is too crappy or hard to find, <laughs> the hunger, David Bowie and Catherine Deneuve, is another rare bird no one I know has seen that I always liked. And now I'll leave room for others to chime in. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for leaving room. Uh, but yeah, the hunger, we were like, that sounds awesome. It's, that'll squeeze right in nice and fine. Exactly. Yeah, the, the hunger was a hell of a choice. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, but before we talk about that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I saw The Iron Claw. Um, it's a story of the Von Erich family. Mm-hmm. For anyone who doesn't know, Fritz Von Erich was a professional wrestler in the 50s, and after he retired, he started his own promotion in Dallas, and he pushed his sons into the wrestling business. Um, three of them became big stars in the 80s, and then between a combination of Fritz's overbearing nature, along with just like living the life of a pro wrestler... Um, the family was systematically destroyed. Yeah. Uh, five out of the six brothers died before age 35 um, with only Kevin, the second oldest surviving. Now I was very familiar with this story going in, uh, but I still wasn't fully prepared for all the sadness, you know? Yeah. Um, especially with this afterlife sequence at the end, uh, I won't spoil anything, but even if you don't care about professional wrestling, uh, please see this movie, everybody, because right. it features some excellent acting and along with a great attention to detail in the wrestling sequences, they really do great in capturing the period. Um, yeah, fantastic. I've, I've been wanting to watch this for a year now. Dude, yes. Since I first heard about uh, it. Me too. I've been uh, on edge and, and I was I, I got to go like right before like Christmas vacation and it was like yeah. I'm I'm going. We're, we're yeah. going. You I remember you told me you're gonna watch it. I was like, Oh, I'm jealous. Yes. <laughs> so I might have to check it out in the next week or so. Yes. We're gonna have to be doing some research soon for the Oscar season uh-huh. and this might be up there. You never I, know. I they they have to have somebody. I mean, if Zach Efron at least, or Lily James maybe, or Mara, Mara Tierney. Yeah. I mean, like, there's the list goes on. You could just Jeremy Allen. Jeremy White. Allen White, man. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. From top to bottom, yeah. everybody's great. I heard they trained with Chavo Guerrero for the wrestling. Sequences, they did, which is awesome. They man. did I love Chavo. Exactly. And MJF was a, a, a executive producer on this thing, yeah. and like he's in the movie too at one point, playing uh, like a, a just a guy in the Dallas promotion, and uh, Lance Von Erich, who was a fake cousin of the Von Erichs. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, I love wrestling. How so <laughs> stupid it is! This guy's our cousin, but not for real. Exactly, it's just a character it's he's playing. Suck, man, it's so bad. <laughs> awesome, dude. That's yep. so cool. Um, I watched. So I watched a movie with Indiana Jones in it. It's okay. called The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. I didn't really like watch it, watch it. It yeah. was on the TV while I was cleaning my house, right? Because I'd seen it in theaters twice when it first came out, and that's the only times I really need to see it, but <laughs> they had a marathon on. Okay. Uh-huh. And last crusade ended. And then this came on. I didn't bother to change the channel right. and I caught way more of it than I expected. <laughs> I don't want to be a hater guys, but it isn't that great. No, it has its moments. It, it does have exciting bits, but just like we all have like blockbuster Marvel fatigue. It's, it's just that, yeah. you know, it's just crap for crap's sake. Uh, with legacy characters and the, the cast is really good though. Like the right. acting's not bad. It's just 
it felt like a rehash cash grab almost to me. I mean, like I, I really like Kate Blanchett in the movie. She's good. Ray Winstone is really good in yes. it too, but he's good in anything. You know? Yeah, of course. He doesn't punch anyone in the stomach in this movie. At least I don't remember. Yeah, I know. But, that, uh... that, 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 I was waiting for that. <laughs> right. He punches some crystal skull alien in, <laughs> in the gut. <laughs> or, right. or maybe Shia LaBeouf. That would have that been That would have been nice, actually. Right. Um, and he's he's okay in the movie, too. Yeah, he's fine. At, at the time, I remember 2008, I was really smart-assed about it. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's fine. Yeah. Anyway, everybody, uh, I would re- not recommend that one. <laughs> right. I, I still have to check out the new one, though, Dial of Destiny. So, uh, yeah, I, I I have I heard it's superior. It. Oh, is it superior? To this. Okay. It's still not good. Okay. <laughs> but it's superior. Right. Yes. I'm sorry. Man. I'm just trashing on Indiana Jones tonight. That's fine. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about... A different movie, Dave. Right. It's called The Hunger. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Uh, sure. Um, so, yes, this was uh, Carly's pick, and it's Tony Scott's most sumptuous film, I would argue. Um, and it not only created its own vampire mythology, but it also helped to launch a subculture. Uh, the vampire couple at the center of this story have spent the last 200 years prowling the night for victims, but they encounter a complication when the man begins physically aging at a rapid rate. Um, they seek furtive help for this from a gerontologist, but then there's further complexity because the doctor turns out to be a perfect candidate to share their lifestyle. And we find out that the female vampire was aware of the danger the man was facing all along. Um, it's all very fun and elegant, so let's talk it over. Yes. I just want to say right now that The Hunger Rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a perfect movie, right? but it is so sumptuous, like you said. Uh-huh. It is a very, very good watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it goes down easy. It, it go, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it definitely is. Very, it's very stylish. It's got Tony Scott's handprints all over it. Absolutely. Uh, it even has the soft blue lights and my God. billowing <laughs> curtains and dude. Yeah, I mean, it's. I know. I know. The art direction in this movie is insane. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but I, I think it's super entertaining. Right. Um, and I, I feel like it's a unique take on a vampire tale. Yes. Uh, you get to actually see the, I mean, there's a lot of things that are like, oh, the curse of being a vampire, you know, it's not a great life like you might expect it to be. Right. The curse of immortality. Right. But you see an aspect I never even thought about. Well, what if you didn't have immortality, but you kind of did in certain ways? <laughs> yeah, uh, right. And how do you deal with that? Losing your lover and getting a new one. And I don't just the whole thing I thought was very cool and unique. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, uh, like it's, you have immortality, but you don't have eternal youth. Yeah. Um, uh, that's really scary. If after 200 years you're put in a coffin and that's how you stay, you yeah. just are shivering. Uh, you're alive. Exactly. Um, and I, 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 are you fed? Are you cared for? I, I don't know. Man, I mean, we can get into it more once we get to that part of the movie. Yeah. But dude, when, once that happened, I was all in. I uh-huh. was like, dude, this is awesome. It is. Um, well, I, I have to tell you, I was all in, you know, like from, from the first well, frame. Well, I, I, I was. Okay, yeah. I was all in from... The opening shot of that guy against that like chain, the lead singer of Bauhaus. Yeah, yeah I know. Looking at your right into your soul, singing that <laughs> yes. '80s pop dance music. Bella Lugosi's dead. Oh, um, that, that 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 song. I mean, so good. I first became aware of like sexy vampire culture sometime in like <laughs> high school, um, and. There was this group of like older goth kids who I admired from afar, and uh, I oh, noticed their T-shirts that they listened to the Misfits and Bauhaus, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what that stuff was. Yeah, uh, but it made me look into it. 
you know, yeah. and I was glad I did because no matter how old I get, all this remains as alluring as ever for me. Oh. Um, and I don't know this for a fact, but I have a feeling that for those kids who I'm remembering now who were cooler than me in the nineties, <laughs> um, it's possible that this movie might've been the genesis for those feelings for them as well. It probably was, man. you know, I mean, it was the Anne Rice generation. It was you know? right. Um, yeah. Like you said, it spawned so much stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. is was Anne Rice novels were those around when yeah. this movie was out? Interview when? with the Vampire came out in seventy seven. Okay, believe. yeah, All right. I mean, like it's it's weird because I think of it as it's such a nineties thing, but yeah, they'd been around for a while. Yeah, um, and I just th- this movie though, I mean, like for for being a, like a visual thing for for the first time of like this. Um, People argue that, like, you know, Todd Browning's Dracula from 1931 was very sexual in nature, and it is, and so was Nosferatu before that. Yeah. But, like, this is, like, very much, like, this is this is a seductive lifestyle. You're looking at it going, yeah. I want this, you know? Yeah. It's very in- uh, enticing. Yes. Like, you want to be, you want, you want to be looking at those wonderful statues and listening to piano and... <laughs> Yes. drinking sherry and blood I know, you know you, I, you what do we do it at all exactly and <laughs> like being a smoker forever and it never affects you i mean like you're just doing whatever I mean, the hell you, you can want. do it for 200 years and then you gotta like I, I pay guess, the price well, i guess yeah i guess if, if you're the the man in the relationship <laughs> if you're not Catherine Deneuve, then yeah you're screwed yeah yeah <laughs> i thought that maybe he was like the uh oh what is it his, her like familiar or something okay i guess yeah. is that how it works maybe because he I, didn't have full vampire powers, I guess. Well, but that's the weird thing is that like this movie kind of makes its own lore. Yeah. Um, which I'm okay with. Yeah. You I'm know? fine with that too. Um, like the, you, you don't see these vampires sink their fangs whenever they have a victim. Yeah. Um, they instead like use these, uh, hidden knives in their onk pendants. Yeah. And they also like move freely throughout the daylight you know, without any danger. I didn't even think about that once. Oh, Dave. you didn't? Okay. I, yeah. I was like, Dale, you can't be out in the day. I didn't even think about it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's how uh, seamless the movie is. Right. Like, you, I didn't think about it at all. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. I don't know. But, um, yeah, the movie opens, man. You got Bauhaus playing <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> at like this leather club. Dude, it's so fucking awesome. It is. I thought Pacino was going to be cruising there for a minute. Like, <laughs> I know water sport was hanging yeah. out in the back. <laughs> got that yellow hanky, but um, no, like uh, Deneuve and David Bowie are there. They're the couple we've been talking about, right. I guess. Right. And they're there looking for, you know, a couple that they can feast on. You know, a, a, a meme went around a few years back. Um, oh, really? Uh, it was a picture of Tilda Swinton and Mads Mikkelsen being interviewed on Sirius XM about Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, and they're just sitting there side by side, looking very <laughs> European and sophisticated. And the caption reads, my husband and I noticed you across the bar and we like your vibe. Oh. And now it would be quite an Dude. opportunity, you know, to receive such a proposition <laughs> from those two. But like Catherine Deneuve and David Bowie in 1983 <laughs> with goth music pulsing all around you. Forget yes, about it. Dude. You know, it, it's like, this is a, exactly where you want to be. You, you you couldn't say no, Abs- even no. if you tried. <laughs> That's right. Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. You would end up in their car back at their gigantic mansion. Yes. Living in. Th- this four story, t- like New York townhouse that is serious money. Dude. Um, yeah. So, like, the music's playing, and you, there's literally, like, no dialogue. The music's just playing, and it's cutting between the singing, and then, like, they kind of are glancing at each other, right. these couples, and then, like, shots of the car. But then it's also, like, cutting away from the music, and 
you're hearing like just the sound of the car for like a split second. So it's really jarring. So yes. you know something weird is going on and something <laughs> is not right. Yeah, because even if you didn't know going in that this was about vampires, like you're there's something predatory about what they're doing. And when when they just spot the couple across the the, the dance floor and, you know, nothing is said, but they just like kind of eye each other. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, they're now in the car and then they're cutting back to the Bauhaus guy. Undead, undead, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, something is amiss, you know. <laughs> anyway, they get back, right? And they decide to kind of swap. Yep. And David Bowie goes with the woman into the kitchen and Deneuve is with the guy in the living room. And they both start, you know, getting frisky with each other, uh -huh. like vampires would. <laughs> yes. Or just anyone at the clubs who are doing this. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right, yes. And then as they're kind of ramping things up, as you mentioned, they have these like onk pendants, mm -hmm. like ancient Egyptian onks. Right. And they pull like a sheath off of it and it's a blade. And that they kill these people and drink their blood. Right. It's pretty awesome, actually. It is. And I, I like that they even show the aftermath of, like, the cleanup a little bit. Yeah. Like, you see the onks go into the sink, and yeah. then, like, some arms, bare arms come in, and, and they're being washed, and there's just blood everywhere. And yeah. it's like they, they kind of show you what it's like to pick up after yourself after you kill a victim, you know? Right. Yeah. It's not and, real seamless. And, like, while they're killing these people, it's also showing, like, it's cutting the clips of, like, these monkeys in cages screaming yes. and attacking each other and stuff. Well, one of them is the attacking the other. Right. And it keeps cutting back and forth. Like I said, with the music and the car kind of, it's been doing this with the monkeys also. So it's just really strange. I know there's like four separate things going mm -hmm. on and, and the quit there, there's quick cuts and then there's kind of slower cuts and, um, it, it is done in montage and, but it doesn't, it's not jarring. You, you know exactly what's happening. And, yeah. um, it's very well done. Great. It's sequence. very stylish. Yes, for very sure. Much so. And then we get a shot of them putting the bodies in like an incinerator. Yeah. They're, they're in like plastic bag, like garbage bags. Right. And it's in the flames and you see the plastic kind of melt and adhere to the skull. It's kind of neat. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's really <right>? cool. Yes. <laughs> the movie has some awesome dead bodies in it. Awesome makeup. Yeah. Deterioration. Um, it's really great. On our Taxi Driver episode, we talked about Dick Smith. Mm -hmm. Um, and his work is on full display here, you know? Um, yeah, I, I mean all, all the makeup that, that we've even talked about just thus far. I mean, like there's just the dead bodies and, and then, um, the gore effects. Yeah. You know, so good with, with, with that slash across the neck, oh, you yeah. know, it's, it's this, I mean, the, the knife is so tiny. I mean, it's, it's about, you know, two inches long. It's like a scalpel yeah. type blade. And it's almost like you couldn't even like wield it carefully you know yeah. like you're holding it it would be awkward to like try to kill somebody with this thing but i yeah. guess they've been doing it for 200 years they know what they're doing yeah um but yeah like the, just to see like the, the the sinews of the of the chest and neck oh. come apart it's like it, it's so much skin, time like separate and the blood yes. sprays oh man yes it's good stuff it is and this is all within like three minutes of <laughs> right. opening the movie dude. yeah it's it, pretty it awesome they, they, they set a real high standard for you, themselves you get sucked right in yeah you're, you're ready right <laughs> or if you're not ready you, you better be <laughs> exactly because like you said at the top dude the hunger <laughs> rules I mean, it just does i mean it, it's, it does it, it is an entertaining flick yep so now we get to meet Susan Sarandon, she plays Dr. Sarah Roberts. Yes. Is her name. I'm probably just going to use the actors' names. Yeah, that's it's cool. Just I, way easier. Exactly. David Bowie and Catherine Deneuve were called the Blaylocks. It's John and Miriam. But yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she's she's like the researcher you mentioned, mm -hmm. and she is the one overseeing these monkeys that we saw in the uh, 
like the quick cuts and the montage and stuff. It actually did happen. Like a monkey killed another monkey. Right. In the research lab. So really she's, graphically too. Yeah. Man. It's it, like it's, it's disturbing. The to monkey watch. the monkey effects in this movie, I'm sure they're using real ones, but They've got to be using fake ones too. They, I would. I they, mean, I hope they are. I, and I'm, I'm, or they're very well trained uh, monkeys. <laughs> I mean, the attack is really happening, but like you know, usually when this happens in a movie, they they don't linger on like the aftermath uh, of of the the monkey the fight, corpse, and exactly. The blood. The, yeah, the, oh. the viscera all over the place. This uh. one they do. They're just showing you this cage that's got this dead primate uh. in there, and it's ripped uh. apart. And she's trying to figure out why. Yeah. Why this. Apparently they were in love and the they guy just killed, killed right. the other monkey. Yes. He's like, hey, time to die, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> monkey time. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they don't know why. Apparently the research they're doing is to find a cure to like, basically it's a fountain of youth is yes. what they're looking for. They want to prevent people from aging rapidly. There's a disease that kids are afflicted with where they age rapidly. Yes. And by the time they're 16, they're physically like 100 years old. Right. And they just die early. So, And that was another Dick Smith makeup. It was only in a picture. But yeah. like you see like like eight-year-old kids who who look like old old people. Yeah. You know. That's a um, real thing, right? That I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't look into it. They look... Have, have you ever seen Trash Humpers? <laughs> the Harmony <laughs> Corinne film? I, I have not seen that one. No. I haven't seen it either, but okay. like I've seen the DVD and it's... They, that's what it looks like on the cover. These people are wearing masks that look like these kids... So so he went. He got worse than Gummo. I oh, I'm sure he did. Jesus, I haven't watched it, so I don't know. What is your problem, Harmony? <laughs> he likes to be fucked up. He does. You know? Yeah, he, right. <laughs> anyway, I don't know that connection. Uh, you guys can take it or leave it. Right. But uh, yeah, so she doesn't know what's happened with the monkeys. He's like, we got to figure this out. Yes. Yes. And the other, uh, I guess, thread in in this thing is that like she she's also like Sarah Susan Sarandon's character is in a relationship with this guy. Yeah, his name's Tom. His name's Tom. He's played by Cliff DeYoung. Mm-hmm. And throughout everything that happens in this movie, when you compare what she goes home to and what her work life is, because they work together in the hospital at this mm-hmm. clinic, he's also a doctor, but he's kind of an unremarkable guy. And I think that 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 that's probably like intentional on the movie's part. Yeah, um, because you you're comparing what she deals with here to the seductive nature of like what John and Miriam offer. Yeah, which is it's no contest. Obviously, no, no one can compete with this kind of stuff. No way, no way. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you could be the nicest guy in the world, uh, you know, but like it's yeah. Well, a- actually, that'd probably be the only way you're gonna get away with. It. Yeah. You know, you'd have to literally be the nicest man who ever lived <laughs> in the entire universe. Exactly. Yes. Now. I don't think they do a great job of showing that he's like just boring and humdrum. Really? I don't, I don't think I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Okay. But compared to, you know, David Bowie and Catherine Deneuve, it is. <laughs> the, he's not very seductive. Certainly. No, he's definitely not right. All that sexy compared no. to those people. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. But he seems like he's okay. Yeah. He's smart. Obviously he's yeah. a doctor that works with her and right. He's got a nice place. I'm guessing, or, or they share the place together. And yeah. They're going out for steak dinners. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I, think I don't that, see him being a wet rag or anything. No, I, I don't either. But I, I think maybe because I was so anxious to get back to that couple, yes. uh, to, to Catherine Deneuve's place, um, I was just like, yeah. every time Cliff so, Young came on screen, I was like, well, now I know I yeah. got six minutes of this dude, you know. <laughs> right. I don't need to see this clown. <laughs> right. I've got a spell on me exactly. and I need to get back to you, it. There it is, dude. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and they also, what they do a lot of is, 
we've mentioned a lot of like the editing, like the quick cuts between yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot of that with like Bowie with the monkeys and right. then, and stuff like that. And Bowie with the kids. And so the thing is like here, you don't know what's happening yet. Right. So right. it's like, well, something obviously with aging is going on and Bowie is concerned mm-hmm. and you see him not being able to sleep and he's kind of wandering around their mansion and stuff. And right. It turns out that he's now aging. Yeah. He's no longer staying young forever, as Catherine Deneuve told him when she converted him yes. to a vampire. And you see the, the flashback of his making, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, it's very Prince's Bride. It is, dude. <laughs> exactly. It's very as you wish. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of Amadeus as well. Because he's got like a... Yeah. Like he's dressed in like sort of Tom Hall wig and everything. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, there's harpsichord playing. And like there's hay. <laughs> there is hay, dude. That's right. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh, but like he, she she tells him like that when in the aftermath of the first their first kill, they're, they're in the shower together, uh, Catherine Deneuve and David Bowie, and yeah. he says something about forever and ever, you know. Yeah. And she agrees, yes, forever and ever, and they embrace. And then when you do the flashback to show when he was made into a vampire, she says she says to him forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been making this promise for you know low these two centuries. Yeah, and um, you know the bill has come due apparently. Yeah, and uh, David Bowie didn't know about it, right? Right. He didn't know this was going to happen. Two hundred years. Hey, I'm solid, man. Once I hit forty five and I still look the same, yes, <laughs> I think I'm good. Exactly. Once I hit a hundred and I'm still the same. I'm positive I'm good. He's golden, right? Yeah. Yep. No, no, there's no reason for him to not think this. No. But then he hits this point, 200. Right. I don't know if it's 200 for everybody this yeah. happens to, or if it's just, this is the time for him. He, he he asks her about it at one point, right before the, the, the true like signs of aging start to happen. Because when, when he first becomes mm-hmm. worried about it, he's just like you said, he's f- suffering from insomnia. And... There's not physical evidence of it yet, but he starts to yeah. like, you know, become fatigued when, when they have Alice come over. Alice is this like local kid who yeah. is like taking music lessons from them. David Bowie is a, is a classical cellist and, uh, you know, Catherine Deneuve plays, you know, she's a concert pianist, you know, yeah. um, they're, they're very cultured. And I mean, they've been, you know, they, they've seen everything. They've seen the whole world. Sexy vampire Ex- stuff. Exactly. Dude. They, they, they have time to become <laughs> great musicians because, because they're not, you know, like going to. But not working stiffs like us. Right. And and there's a point when Bowie realizes it because he can't even play anymore. He, he stops playing yes. while they're all three playing. And this kid, Alice, is almost like a surrogate daughter to them, it yeah. looks like, because she's probably, it, from what you see, it seems like she's there all the time. Right. It's a few days a week is what she says, but she loves going there and playing with them. And they're um, very welcoming to her. And yeah, it's like a second family to her. She yeah. said something about her stepmom's taking pills, so obviously she feel safer away from that environment that's true with yes. these people with these vampires right you know right. <laughs> yes <laughs> uh but david bowie has to stop playing because he i don't think he knows what's going on yet right but he has to, he keeps having all these issues and mm-hmm. what's happening right and then i think the first like sign of something is when he like runs his hand through his hair and some falls out yeah, it's in his hand. Yes. And he even says something to her, like, my hair's falling out in my hands. Right. And she's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> kind of she plays dumb at yeah, first. You for know? a second. Yes. And then um, he, I think he knows what's going on pretty quick, because he even asks her, he says, 
How long did it take for the others? Right. And he mentions one of them by name, I think, like some other companion. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Gloria. Gloria, yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know. It was the companion before him. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I guess, one of the one of the inconsistencies of the movie for me is that, like, did he know of Gloria when he was turned? You that know? makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because if he expected to live forever, but he knew about Gloria dying. Right. Why would he expect any different? Yeah. And, and why would he take the deal? You know, like, okay, well, so this isn't eternal life. Then, well, I feel like you, you don't know? take the deal. I think she takes you. Well, that's she true. She gets what she wants. But I think that she would probably just feed on you at that point and leave you for dead. Yeah, I guess. You know, she wants companionship. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Because with Susan Sarandon, it feels like she's cast a spell on her. And yeah. And she can't really control herself. I mean, I, I'm speaking from a position of like, like I'm... Here I am, like, like taking it, uh, like being real brave about things. But yeah, it, I'm, I'm sure that if Catherine Deneuve, the vampire, was like, like if she had chosen me and I was in her, you know, on I her would radar, succumb. I would obviously, instantly. yes, of course, it, it would be. Get me that cello. It, <laughs> that's right. I'll learn. I would be such an absolute mark for for the whole life. Actually, I play the trombone. Do you think she'd be down with the trombone? Put so, a little brass in there. Yes, probably okay. so. I, Some I can ska music. I can play piano. So I, I, I'll. I'll be her her companion, you know, in the classical yeah, there we stuff, go. and yeah. then you can do ska shows. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you can bring mustard plug over and everything, and That's right. it'd be awesome, dude. <laughs> Which I played with. I played with mustard plug. Uh -huh. They're awesome. I remember. Um, you told me about that three times. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he knows what's going on now, and he's kind of upset about it. Yep. And Catherine Deneuve knows too, because she goes to the book signing for Susan Sarandon to like try to talk to her because yeah. she has all this research and uh, she's trying to find the fountain of youth. Yes. Yes. And she, uh, now I, I don't, is she doing this to find a cure for John? I don't know. Okay. It seems like it. Okay. In the moment. Yeah. Cause that's all we know. That's why she seeks out Sarah. But I, I imagine if she could get an answer, she would save John. Okay, at yeah. that moment, I, I think so too. But I think she also wants to know because she's sick and tired of this happening to the people she loves. Well, that's true. Yeah. So she's got to do something about it, right? She. I mean, we see flashbacks of her a few times throughout the movie, you know, and different parts of her lives with different companions, just for like a few seconds, you yeah. know. One of them like goes all the way back to ancient Egypt. It's yeah. like five thousand years ago or something. Right. And so is she. Uh, an Egyptian god or something, maybe? Like, I don't really... Or I guess just a vampire who lived through all the eras. I don't I, know. I, I think it's more of that. Does because, her power I mean, come from ancient Egypt somehow? I I kind of made up a backstory for okay. her. You know, which is that, like, she probably... Like, yes, yeah, she she was... We do see her in ancient Egypt. And with, a, with a, a, like, a she's feeding on, a, on an Egyptian person at one point. Yeah. Um, I think that she was probably, you know, like, in Gaul... And she was turned, you know, like some 2000 BC thereabouts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, she made her way down to Alexandria and started feeding on who she came across. Yeah. And that's where she got the Ankh, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And from there, her life just went on, you know. And throughout the ages, she's just been, you know, doing this. Right. And all the, uh, like, statues and artifacts and stuff and art in her built, it's all authentic, real pieces. Uh, that she obviously collected over the centuries. I mean, Miriam has spent 3,000 years plundering every civilization's <laughs> treasures, you know? Right? There's actually one statue, like, uh, it's like a bust. Yeah. And Susan Sarandon asks if it's Catherine Deneuve. 
And I'm thinking it might be. It actually oh, probably really? is an ancient sculpture someone made of her. It's yeah, she yeah, she probably commissioned it from Michelangelo or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, they he made it for her before he, she ate him. <laughs> I don't know how he died. Uh, we don't. I don't have Could those records either. Could have been <laughs> exactly. He he probably got up to some shit. So yeah, you know. I'm sure he did, man. <laughs> he probably had kind of a Bob Crane life. Now that I think about it, and and yeah. being being killed by a, a, a sexy vampire that that's right up Michelangelo's alley, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah. That that's his style. Um. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, I think she's looking for the cure. Just so she can stop going through this shit. It's it's more of a selfish reason, actually. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's um, what I think. And and I mean, you know, like, if she's just tired of the sadness, then then I, I can understand it. But yeah, if, if it is more that, like, she's just tired of, of her, um, the person that she chooses always dying and she can't explain it, then that's yeah. something else. Yeah. So Bowie is also trying to find a cure, I think. He goes to the hospital right. to talk to Susan Sarandon. Because he saw her, they saw her on TV or something. Yeah, so he's going there to try to get an answer, and he's walks. He's he's aged already since we saw him like the night before. Yeah, even I don't know how old would you say he's well, here. So probably he's, fifty years old looking. Maybe he, he's start. Yeah, he's starting to look a little bit older, but he still has like the like a smooth face. Yeah, and he, yeah. and he's got like liver spots on his hands, yeah. and his hair is graying a little bit. But he puts on like a, he starts. He dresses like Dark Man and goes to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. And like he's walking through here, and like he he's he finds Susan Sarandon. He kind of falls upon her in in her office. Like he does something that you don't do to die. Oh yeah, he just did vampire magic and snuck in. Exactly. I'm sure. Yes. Um, and she, he tells her, you know, look, I, I have a rare, I have a rare disorder and look at my hand. He, he said, he shows her the liver spots and he says, then look at my face. I'm a young man, mm-hmm. you know, but why do I have these age spots? You know, I'm aging like by the minute and you need to look at, you know, you, you're, yep. this is your field of study. So you need to examine me and tell me what's going on. Yeah. And she tells him, wait here for 15 minutes, uh, because she has other work with the, the, the monkey research she's doing, which is, you know, related to the problem that, she, that he's got. Right. Um, but it's, you know, the, those, those poor kids with this, you know, rapid aging disease. And she, unfortunately, like, uh, like doctors can do sometimes she leaves him there. Right. You know, and he didn't have an appointment. No, you know? he did not. <laughs> and she's really busy for real. She's not bullshitting. No, exactly. She doesn't want to deal with this crazy guy that just snuck into her office. That's true. That's for sure. So she even calls security and tells him, Hey, this guy got my office and I told him to wait here. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to kick him out. He'll just leave after a while, I'm sure. Right. Uh, but he doesn't leave after, I don't know, four hours or something, something like that. It is. Yeah. And by this point, he is probably another 20 years older after four hours or something. And he gets up to leave. He sees Susan Sarandon is like, and kind of calls her out. Hey, you said 15 minutes and it's been this long. Screw you. I'm out of here. And she sees his face and is like. No, don't go. Right. Stay, stay. I'll I'll talk to you now. And he's like, no, peace out. <laughs> it's it's a weird. Which kind of sucks. If she wants to help you I now, mean, just take it. I know, but he's he's like, don't be too so, proud. He's so proud that, that it's because you didn't you know you didn't honor what you said. So I'm out of here. And like the 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 scientific discovery of the of the century is just going off this elevator, and you're that's that's it for you. You know. Yeah, you and don't she get to tries, treat me. She tries to chase him down, but he gets away. Yeah. Um, and he goes back home and then Alice comes back to the house for, to leave a note, I think. Yes. She says she's not supposed to come over, but she wanted to leave a note or she had some sheet music to return, something like that. Right. David Bowie answers the door through the intercom and 
his voice has aged. You you can't tell it's him, really. Yeah, Alice doesn't recognize his voice. Yeah, and she talks him into letting her come in and leave her stuff, and he's like, okay, fine. And she recognizes him a little from the eyes, because I guess your eyes really don't change much when you age. And David Bowie famously had, you know, very amazing eyes. They'll pierce you no matter what age. Exactly. It's fine. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she, she asks if it's his dad. Which makes sense. She asked him twice, like, are you sure you're not John's dad? Sure. You know. Which you should have just said, yes, I am. I mean, I I would have done the same. I'd have been like, yes, that's Yes, that makes sense. Exactly. Because I know so much about John, that would be the only thing that makes sense. Yes. But he doesn't. (laughs) Maybe he's losing his mind a little bit and he can't think that far ahead. Maybe so. I I mean, yeah, he's, he's not just physically aging. Yeah. So he ultimately just tells her to play something for her and she plays a song and- as she's doing that, he gets kind of hungry. Yep. And he pulls out the onk and kind of comes behind her and then murders her. So, do you think this was about the hunger or was he trying to quicken himself? I feel like he was trying to quicken himself a little bit. Okay. That's what I feel like. Okay. Um, but when he was in the hospital, he was kind of getting those hunger cravings. Because yes. you could hear the heartbeats and yes. he's looking at like people's necks and their chests That's and right. stuff. Um, and before he even gets back, he tries to murder this roller skating guy, man, <laughs> with I, I lo- a boom box. <laughs> I love that scene, dude. I love that scene. Uh, but he fails. He does fail. Um, that dude. Okay. Uh, we'll get back to Alice in a minute. <laughs> I promise everybody. But like th- yes. this, this whole thing, what you just mentioned, um, the scene where John leaves the clinic and attacks that guy, the boom box guy who's dancing underneath the bridge. I mean, I was originally going to talk about the lighting of this, uh-huh. uh, of the wide shot, but then I realized that it was shot during the day and they probably just used available light. Yeah. Um, because you see the sun coming in from those stone stairs. Um, and I love the staging of this scene because in the middle of yeah. the frame, you just see that guy dancing. He's on roller skates. Oh, yeah. And there's this single tape deck that's just sitting there. <laughs> and, and like, it's diegetic music too, I think. Yeah. Um, so even though it's very stylish, it's also very stripped down as well because they're just, like I said, they're just, they're not using any like actual light fixtures. Yeah. And then you see David Bowie in his old man, uh, you're starting to see the old man makeup now, like really, uh, yeah. really profound, you know, uh, pronounced, I guess. Yeah. And he tries to kill this guy, but this guy's young and strong. Right. And, and he's, he's, an, he's old now. He yeah. He does not have the strength he had 24 hours ago. Right. Even. Heck, two hours ago, he was stronger. Yes. Which is why I think he went after the kid. Because I, I guess maybe it is hunger then. Yeah. Because of the heartbeats, because of this attack. Right. And all he could do is take a child down who was half his size. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, if, if the quickening was happening to, if he was going for that with the with the dancing guy, I mean, he was like, okay, there, there's a guy who's like, you know, young and powerful. Right. Um, you know, if I can get him, then I can get some of yeah, his, you know, strength. There's a lot more vitality exactly, with this man. Yeah. Man. Uh, but yeah. he's fails because he doesn't, he's not as physically strong as the guy. Do you think he would learn how to roller skate too? If <laughs> he, he sucked his blood. There's no question about it. I mean, I, I think that when you, when you like make a kill, you do just kind of like, uh, absorb that person's strength. Yeah. Right. You know, their skills, <laughs> skills, talents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Bow hunting skills. <laughs> you know it too. <laughs> So now he can also play the violin uh-huh. after he kills his kid. <laughs> That's right. He has her skills now, too. He can roller skate and violin at the same time. <laughs> You're talking about a renaissance man, dude. I mean, yes. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah. 
Unfortunately, Alice meets an end that yes. uh, she did not deserve. Right. Right. Um, um, it's really, it, yeah, it's really sad, actually. I, dude, and like, you talked about the old man makeup. He really kind of looks like Emperor Palpatine. I know. In this movie. I know. Because um, it's it's really, it's gross it's looking. It's that pale, kind of sagging face. Yes. Like, he also reminded me of Grandpa in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah, he does. You know? Yeah. Like that... Oh. It's, it's very off-putting. It doesn't look like a, a dignified older person. It no. looks like someone who's like... It's like in, a sunken, yes. pasty, almost unmoving face. A decaying Jalo mummy. Yeah. You know? Oh. <laughs> it, it's it's really gross. You know? Yes, which is what we get. Yes, <laughs> we do. Actually, that's true. <laughs> Wait for the end, everybody. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Catherine Deneuve comes home. And he cleans up, I guess, right? Yeah. Like, because, you know, he's got good manners. Yes. You know? He has the strength to clean up, at least, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's part of it. Yeah, he didn't lose that. Um, I ex- I really expected Catherine Deneuve to, like, be super pissed off about him killing Alice. Yeah. You know? Um, and she's not. Instead, she's very sympathetic because she sees the state of him. Right. She's like, man, he's this far gone that he's done this. Right. And, you know, she's like the all-powerful, mighty vampire here that... You know, this is nothing to her. Yeah. You know, she can yeah. get, get away from the New York City police. You know, Dan Hedaya can't catch her. <laughs> oh, you <man>. know? <laughs> Dude, Dan Hedaya in this movie. <laughs> I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> what a, I, what I, a surprise. I, I, exactly. That was quite a turn. And and, and what a terrible cop he is. Uh, yeah, he's you know, pretty awful. Yes. Chewing his gum and stuff. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, this is a great scene though. This is one of my favorites in the movie when she comes home and he's just kind of in that chair in the shadow in the corner. Yeah. And she just sees him sitting there and he starts talking to her. It's raining now. And like, it's really soft blue and stuff. (laughs) Um, his voice is like a really old man voice now, like very hard to understand. Yes. Quivering kind of voice. He said, you said forever. Remember forever young. And he's, like, getting up and walking towards her, like, barely able to. And he gets real close to her, and he says, kiss me. Think of me as I was. It's such a great scene. And she actually embraces him and kisses him because she's heartbroken that this is happening to him. Right. And neither of them can do anything about it. It, It's really lovely because I, I think she actually does see, you know... Uh, the thin white duke you know like yeah it, 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 he she's looking at ziggy stardust yeah. to her, you know and like he's this absolutely like you know om- he's a corpse a walking corpse yeah basically you know? and she kisses him full on the lips yep and at one point he even says he said give me a little longer and she says i can't like almost like holding back tears when right. she says that right and then he says then kill me release me and she says i can't and it's like, what man? This I, I know, ooh, I know. It's, what does that mean, actually? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then like the the their their confrontation goes down to like the the cellar, you know. And when you see him like fall down those stone stairs, I mean, yeah. like, just imagine like a man that old and that kind of pathetic and and you know feeble, oh, yeah. just like taking that tumble, like, yeah. and just every bone in your body is busted, you know. I wrote down in my notes, okay, David Bowie's dead now. I know. Yeah, and then. A second later, you find out he's not. Right. Um, He's basically dead. He's a husk of a person laying there. But Catherine Deneuve picks him up and takes him up to the attic. And she says, 
in the eternal darkness we will see and hear and feel, which is just a terrifying thing to think of. Um, he's barely moving at all yeah. while she's carrying up like this rag of a man right. up to the attic, and you're realizing, oh, God, he's never going to die, even though this is happening to him. When she closes the lid of the coffin, yeah, he's trembling. Mm-hmm. And like you're thinking, okay, when's he gonna? When is the one of the lights gonna go out? You know, they don't. Nope. And then she puts the coffin, you know, with several other coffins, and she tell she looks at the coffins and tells them, like says something to him. Oh my This God. is John. You know, please watch over him. Yeah. All of my loves, be kind to him tonight. Yes. Great line. Yes. But yes. But uh, it's just the the dark the the blackest you know like oh god that, yeah. that she's she has all her her lovers over the centuries you know are are in this basement it's, in coffins. It's like disturbing and like heartbreaking at the of same course. time. Yes, it's like well, of course, I guess it makes sense to her. You know, they're not dead technically, right? But they can't do anything. They're just a pile of flesh. There, there was, um, you, you brought up Anne Rice earlier, I think, mm-hmm. um, in the vampire Lestat, the, it's the second book of the vampire chronicles. Yeah. And th- there, there's a portion of it that's almost just like the history of vampirism, at least according to, you know, the world of Anne Rice. Yeah. And one of the, one part of it was like Armand, the, the character, um, has like, he's kind of like banished some, some vampires to like a a life that's kind of like this. Mm -hmm. They're essentially just buried in the earth for a hundred years, not feeding. And they, they just have to like be tormented, you know, a hundred years, you know, in a crypt. And like, this is multiply that by, you know, exponential, Uh, you know, eternity in the crypt. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I know. I know it's, I don't want to imagine. No, I mean, no one knows for sure what happens when we our bodies die right i hope it's not this (laughs) (laughs) exactly because it's like like if you if you end up on the other (laughs) side of the afterlife and you're still like the the well if you lived to an old age and and you are now that same person again and you still have all the same weaknesses and you can't move yeah. You can't roller skate. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I was promised to be able to, you know, some some awesome roller skating moves. Heaven is a half pipe is what I was told. <laughs> that's right. But man, I think it's an incredibly good scene. Yeah, me too. But yeah, totally. It just like shocks you to the core like yeah. that this is what's going on. And like leading up to when she puts him in the coffin, was Catherine Deneuve really carrying David Bowie there? I don't think so. I think it was probably like a puppet okay, or something. Okay. Cause I thought the same thing. I'm like, yeah. man, she is strong. I know. Cause she's not a I big, know Bowie's not like the biggest guy. He's exactly. tall. He's tall. Yeah. But he's not like built. Exactly. You know? And Catherine Deneuve is a petite woman. I yes. mean, you know, uh, but I know and she was just carrying them like, like with her hands nothing. out, I like know, it's right? a platter. <laughs> it's you know? <laughs> I know. Like, it was remarkably easy for her. <laughs> yes. And she does the same thing with Susan Sarandon later. She does. Yeah. But it's not a husk of Susan Sarandon. So I'm that, like, Okay, so how did she manage this? Maybe and she secretly got some like great back muscles or something. I guarantee I that, yeah, because I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Catherine Deneuve like was pretty strong. Yeah, but, and I and I I believe her being being able to carry Susan Sarandon. <laughs> but like when yes. I saw her carrying a full like a six foot guy, I was like, what? Carrying lurch down this <laughs> yes, hallway, exactly. man. Exactly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's dude. That's funny. I thought the same thing. <laughs> oh man. Um. So now. 
Susan Sarandon shows up at the house and is like, hey, your husband came to see me and he ran off. Is he here? Right. And Catherine Deneuve says, no, he's in Sweden or something like Switzerland. that. Switzerland. Switzerland. Come on in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of encounters <laughs> yeah, like this, essentially. Right. But yeah, they, they, the, the come on in happens. And like, I, I think that Susan Sarandon, the second time she comes over, it's at this point, like we saw earlier when, when Catherine Deneuve went to the book signing, yeah. there was a crowd of people around Susan Sarandon and like she, all of a sudden something came, there was like a little bit of a wind gust yeah. and then she turns over and she sees Catherine Deneuve standing there very, you know, like uh tragic and, and uh-huh. uh, with, with the veil, on. the veil and yeah. everything. Yeah. And the hat. <laughs> um, and it was like, there was a connection happened there. Like, you know, she sent some kind of telekinesis to like yeah. get her attention and she's doing that like throughout. You right. Know? Yeah. And she's luring her to this place. And when she comes in, she actually comes in for, you know, to, to play piano and have some drinks. Um, you know, this is a, a the seduction scene. Right. Yeah. She offers her some sherry and she says, I don't like sherry. And she's like, well, you'll like this one. Yeah. It's probably the greatest batch of sherry ever made in the, the history of the world. I mean, it's probably 500 years old. Yeah. You know, um, so she gets that they're playing piano. They're talking about the statues and history and the whole time, like Susan Sarandon's got like eyes for Catherine Deneuve yeah. throughout the whole thing. I mean. I, that's why I feel like she put a spell on her for yeah, real. Of course. And she keeps saying things about like, oh, your husband's away? Oh, man. <laughs> Interesting. It yeah. uh, must be lonely here. Uh-huh. She's just like trying to get in there, man, this whole time. It's like, it, it's it's a <laughs> it's the weirdest seduction scene because like, yeah, Catherine Deneuve put a spell, like an actual spell on Susan Sarandon. <laughs> but like Susan Sarandon is the one now trying to do the seducing. Yeah. Because at one point she even asked her like, you know, Miriam, are you trying to seduce me? <laughs> are you making a pass at are you me, Mrs. Blalock? That's right. <laughs> uh, and not that I'm aware of, Sarah. Oh, God. And it... she just goes on playing. I mean, she, she's she got this in the bag and she knows it. Oh, yeah. But, like, um, she's not being obvious about it. And they're talking about the love song she's playing. Oh, and yeah. About how it's two women and stuff. And, <laughs> yes. All right. Can it get more obvious? Just get down to business already. Come on. Like, I know. I know. And then Susan Sarandon, I don't know if like the, if the spilled sherry is intentional. I don't remember what caused it, but she spills it like on her blouse. Yes. And then of course they have to clean it up. Sure. <laughs> and when you have to clean someone's blouse, if they've spilled, you know, like elegant wine on it. I mean, it's a sexy situation. Well, you got to turn the, the shading of the light to light blue. My God, dude. Turn the fans on so that the curtains are blowing. The billowing draperies in this movie. Yep. And and the, call the, Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis. Exactly. Tell them you're gonna do something that they should do later. Q, Q Berlin. Yes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, man. Yeah, and and there's like there's even like um I, I don't know it's not in this scene but there's like scenes also where I'm, I'm I have an image in my head of like Catherine Deneuve's face with like. Venetian blind shadows on it. You know, (laughs) it's like that. Of course. Uh, You know, and I mean, this movie, it appreciates sexuality, you know, it does. And and it, and it wants you to, to revel in it. It does. You know, um, and we get a sex scene here Yeah, and it's not extremely graphic or anything. Right. It's tastefully done. I would say. Oh, very much. And it's, they are actually having a connection and they're having the pleasure of sex. But they're also kind of feeding on each other. It's part yes. of the, I guess, the vampire process here. Right. Um, especially when it's someone who you want to be your 
your companion here. It's not R- just like a regular feeding. Right. This is like a ritual that's happening. And they don't even really, and they don't talk about it that I can remember. Like they, they don't go in saying, you know, hey, uh, I'm a vampire and no. here's where the ritual happens. I mean, like, you know, Susan Saran is laying on the bed and they're, they're at first just doing regular, you know, uh, sexual stuff. And then like out of nowhere, kind of, um, you know, a wound appears and yeah. it's time to feed. And like, they, they still don't talk about it, you know, um, which, which I, I, I really appreciate because there's, there's no really no reason to talk about it. We, the right. audience don't need to know what this is. We know what it is beforehand. Right. Um, not only is it just the seduction of a, of another person, but it's also, you know, Catherine Deneuve needs a new companion. Um, Miriam always has somebody with her, yeah. you know, to share their, her life. Right. And they both feed on each other yep. actually. Yep. Um, first Deneuve feeds on Sarandon and then the opposite. Yep. And, you know, I guess they had a great time. I, you know? I yes, it, it was it was clear from what I the, the, what I saw. They did. <laughs> they yes. both enjoyed it. Yes, and it cuts from this to Susan Sarandon eating a steak dinner with Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, <laughs> yes, <laughs> poor bastard. <laughs> you know, uh, I okay, dude. Like, we need to talk about this <laughs> restaurant just for a second. Um, what? I wasn't in New York in 1983. I, I was, you know, I wouldn't have been allowed, you know, um, I was far too young, but like, are there steakhouses with a sensuous bathhouse right below where you're sitting? I don't know. There's gotta be. I've what never you... seen anything like this. I don't know. But it's like happening why... right next to their table. There's a window. Literally. <laughs> like the end of the table here yeah. is a giant window that looks down a few feet into a bathhouse. Right. Right. I don't know if it's in the building or if it's just a connected building that there's this window. Exactly. And I it's don't... it's like the opening sequence from uh from uh, Red Heat is happening like right next to their table. <laughs> and and at one point like Catherine like Susan Sarandon is Why'd like you send the food back cuz I have no appetite. <laughs> I'm looking at this bathhouse. That's exactly. I saw some guys freaking hole right next to my steak <laughs> these old guys are walking around <laughs> naked sweating everywhere because that's the actual part of, like because like, yeah. at one point susan saran is like fantasizing about like her and Catherine Deneuve in this bathhouse and you're yeah. like and you see them together you know in the on the the side of the pool but in reality we all know like when you go to the y it is a nudist <laughs> colony for old men it's never this sexy situation right you know or a murder attempt on vigo mortensen <laughs> It's one right, of the two. Right. Linoleum knives are out <laughs> at some point, but yeah, that, that's about as good as you're getting. Yes. You can use those knives to cut the steak. <laughs> yes. Or you can ask Tom to cut your steak for you. That's right, dude. Tom. Poor Tom. <laughs> He's sitting here looking at Susan Sarandon in ecstasy, yeah. still reliving the memories of, I guess, a couple hours before this. Yes, yes. <laughs> and he starts giving her the business. Oh, and, yeah. you know, like about how, oh, you were over there for four and a half hours. What's going on? Does he suspect okay. a lesbian encounter? I have no idea. Right. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, all right. So I don't think he suspects a lesbian encounter. Okay. But I think maybe he thinks she didn't actually go over there and she went to some other guy's place. I see. That's okay. what I think he okay. might be thinking. Because, you know, Tom's a simple man. He is, yeah. He, does, he doesn't really have a, a... He doesn't think in stylish terms right. like that, yeah. Uh, but he also is really questioning her, like, why would you talk to her for four hours? Dude, 
dude, she told you what happened right. and why she had to go over there. You don't think a conversation about this stuff could last four hours? It will last days. The disease that they're studying in these, you know, like animals, these test yes. animals, is happening in a human being in a specimen that she's trying to get to. So yes, I, this of is like course. A, a career case, right? Right, and they work in the same. They're on the same experiment. Yes. It seems like they were even earlier in the movie. They they've got like evidence of. Or we didn't mention it, but there's one of the monkeys like dies rapidly and you see it like deteriorate and stuff like Bowie did. That's an upsetting scene. And then like it actually like the face melts away and right. deteriorates into like bone. And right. It's an awesome effect, but yeah, it's quite disturbing. It is. Yes. Um, the makeup and stuff is awesome. I know. But um, dude, you're involved in this stuff. Right. And you're pissed because she sent the clams back <laughs> and yes. she didn't talk to you for four hours. I know. Exactly. Fuck you, Tom. I, I, this guy sucks so bad. I, and I'm just like, you know, like for one thing, Tom, you were punching above your weight to begin with. You yes. Know, the, you better respect. Exactly. The, the fact that Susan Sarandon spent six months with you, with, with you, you fucking five. Dude, I mean, like, honestly, come on. You see on. him shirtless at one point. I'd say he's probably like a six and a half. Okay, yeah, he does yeah. have a flat stomach. I'll give him that. But like, but come on, dude. You know, you were you were like lucky to get anywhere near her. Right. He's jealous of Catherine Deneuve. He, he definitely course, is. I mean, like, and I mean, at that point, I would just punt to be like, I, well, I can't compete with this. Right. You know? Hey, can I join? Exactly, is what he should say. Exactly, exactly. That's can, what you need yes. to That's the move, Tom. <laughs> Give your blood. Uh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Give up everything for just this one moment. Dude. Right. You won't have to study dying monkeys anymore. <laughs> you can live eternally with Susan Sarandon and Catherine Deneuve in 19 goddamn 83. Good Lord, man. Yeah. You'll be enthralled to those two. Forget it. Yeah. That, that, that's a Jesus hell of a Christ. That's a great life. No, but he's got his own problems, I guess. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and like the, the whole thing too, of like him, uh, they end up going to the lab and like they test her blood. Yeah. Cause she gets sick. Yes. Uh, from the food, I guess. Right. It's after the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she's like, you know, vomiting in the, and in, in the toilet in their house. So the next time they're they're the next day they're at the lab. And when, when they're, when they put it under the microscope, that one guy, Charlie. Yeah. Um, is like looking at it and he, he makes the discovery that, that, like there, there are two like different strains of blood in this sample, yeah. and one of them isn't human. Yeah, Charlie, played by Rufus Collins. Yes, he's great in this. Actually, yes. he's another researcher on the team, right. and he seems to be smarter than everyone. Honestly, yeah, he actually, like he's always has these great conclusions he's talking about. And I know. Stuff. Yeah, and he's like, well, actually, there's two different bloods, and they're competing for dominance. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Which is the dumbest thing to say, I guess. But I, mean, I, I don't. I'm not a scientist, but well, dude, I, I guess mean, it makes sense. It, the, the blood sample tells us that. I mean, that that's what it's going. He's not reacting like like, um, I guess uh, a curious scientist would. He he's kind of just like, well, that's a weird thing. I mean, yeah. uh, wouldn't he be actually walking around going, "Holy shit, guys, look right. at this!" You know, this is some kind of ancient Egyptian vampire shit. I is know what I'd be saying. Th- that's the other part of yeah. it too. Is like it's not just that it's not <laughs> human blood. I mean, like this is obviously very old blood i mean can you tell like you know that this this didn't come from you know uh well i i guess i guess blood doesn't age so you know i guess not i don't know but then 
He's they're pressing her like, all right, so how did this get in you? And right. she's like, I, I I don't know, like looking at the corner and stuff. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she is not lying very well. No. She's like, Well, I don't know. I right. guess I just don't know. <laughs> and they they told her to roll up their sleeves and she's got a fucking human bite mark on her inside of her elbow. They're like, How'd that get there? And she's like, well, I don't know. It looks like the Jared Leto from Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> you know, like the, the mark on his... It's that, that yeah, it's pretty bad. Gangrenous, yeah. you know. Oh, pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't know what happened. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and because, I mean, she can't she can't tell them, like, I guess, you know, what yeah, happened. Yeah, I mean, you can't tell them what happened. Right. But, you know. And I'm not saying it's bad acting. No. It's great acting, actually. Yeah, because she's coming off as a total liar. And that's how she's supposed to be coming off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Susan Sarandon does this very well. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess uh, this is probably the time this far into it. We should praise the acting. Obviously, Catherine Deneuve and Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Amazing. They're wonderful. Yeah. And especially near the end when uh, Susan Sarandon's on the bed, like having her like convulsions right. and stuff like, and then she's interacting with Tom. Like she's excellent in that scene. Yes. Like, Yes. Very physical. Totally, man. Um, mm-hmm. Just wonderful. Right. But yeah, so she's lying about that, and she goes back to Catherine Deneuve and confronts her. Like, what the hell did you do to me? Yeah. You know? Um, and she she runs off, like, fuck you. And Deneuve is like, you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to come back because you're going to need me to show you what to do. Right, right. And that's what happens. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, she kind of just uh, pretty much, uh, like helps her with her first kill. Yeah. Um, they, they very easily pick up this, this guy, um, you know, who just like looks in the car, sees Catherine Deneuve and is all about it. You know? Yeah. Um, is he a male prostitute? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I no. you know what? I don't think so because he, he seems really like, um, Oh man, I'm going to score. You know, he, he's okay. He's not there in a workman like way. He doesn't seem like desperate or anything though. Like he just doesn't. some like random dude. He, it seems like this is just another night for me. Right. Going to this million dollar mansion yeah. and drinking the finest liquor. I don't know. Which is weird because like like Catherine Deneuve, like she just like with Susan Sarandon, she knew that like this is gonna be effortless for her. So she's not uh making any kind of like uh like big gestures or she doesn't seem nervous at all. She, yeah. she hands him his drink in like the most offhand way. And then just, you know, kind of walks away going, you know, like, okay, we're going to have sex in about a, you know, 10 minutes. So yeah. get ready. Um, she doesn't say that, but it's like all over her face. Exactly. You know, and he's kind of like, ha ha ha, here we yeah. go. He's down in that, he's down in that waiting room and just like <laughs> yes. looking around like, yes. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Like exactly. This, is, this place is awesome. Yes. And a, and a billowing drapery hits him in the face. <laughs> And yes, uh, dude. He, he doesn't know what he's in for, but uh, yeah, they, they off him and um, yeah, it's time to feed. He, um, she takes him like he's going up and down the elevator trying to find her, yes. you know, and ultimately she gets in the elevator with him and stabs him in the neck, basically right. kills him blood everywhere, you know. And I just realized that, like, um, I mean, it doesn't explain Catherine Deneuve, the real person carrying David Bowie. Yeah. But, like, Catherine Deneuve's character, Miriam, has superhuman strength. Oh, yeah, strength. of course. I mean, that you know? makes sense. Yes. I, that's not what I... Meaning that's I, not how I thought you were thinking about right, okay, it. I mean, yeah. I knew you knew the character yes, was strong. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I just, I realized when I was about to start that sentence, I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's not what we were talking about. The actress you know? might not be that strong. Exactly, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, she kills this guy. And 
Susan Sarandon. I think she's in the bed while this is happening. She is, yes. And she's having those like fits of hunger and doesn't know what to do. Right. She's all sweating and stuff. And uh, she sees that at the bottom of the staircase is the dead body. And Danube is like telling her to come feed. And when she's going to do that, uh, there's a knock on the door. And it's Tom. Tom shows up. And uh, he crashes the party. Dude, when Tom appears on the security camera, I mean, I was again reminded of how seductive Miriam can be um, and how Tom is exactly the opposite. You know, he's just like, because even if he's legitimately concerned, his companionship and his wants and needs seem so uh, ordinary and just like unimportant compared to with, with what Miriam can offer yeah. Sarah, you know? Yeah. I mean, the chance at immortality and what she thinks is going to be eternal youth, along with the ability to just see the world. Um, you don't have to work anymore. Uh, you can just take whatever you want from your victims. Yeah. Um, it is a, it's a new life, and it's like a, a life that we, we all, you know, obviously covet. I mean, we don't want to go around murdering people. That, that's horrible. Yeah. But, like, the idea of having that kind of power and, and just beauty and... Can uh, you imagine... Uh like her research, if she'd continue to do research, it's like, I, I wonder, I know. I, well, th- that's the weird thing is that like, you'd have to, could she stay a, a, a famous gerontologist? I mean, because like in, in 30 years, people are going to go, wait, she looks like Susan Sarandon still <laughs> like something's, something's up. You couldn't be in the public eye anymore. Well, she'd have to say, found the cure. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I got you. All right. Yeah. That, you don't believe it. me. Well, uh, hey. Okay. Well, but then she has to come up with a pill because everybody's going to want Pfizer's got to make it and everything. And, you know, she can't be like the only success story. That's she, true. She has to not be a doctor anymore. Then we'd be living in a world of vampires. It, well, um, uh, it'd be like Daylight or what's that movie with um, Defoe and Ethan Hawke? It's a vampire film. Oh, God. I don't well, remember. Oh, I don't know anymore. I don't know. It's I, not that great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Right. Daylight. That's the Stallone movie. That, that, that's a movie about tunnels. <laughs> tunnels in <laughs> LA, I think. <laughs> or something like that. Vigo Mortensen's killed in like the first 20 minutes, oh, I he's think. in Daylight? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but anyway, Tom shows up. Right. With a stupid haircut. <laughs> I know. I know his stupid. This guy's in Flight of the Navigator. And he Not has that, that same we haircut. have great hair, Dave, but I, come no, on. I mean, Tom. Look, look, this guy, he he just got nothing going on. If you want to be, you could be a 6.6 if you just got the hair done. Come on. <laughs> Maybe so. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Poor yeah. Clifty Young, too, by the way. Dude, if you're uh, listening to this, I, we're sorry. Sorry, Cliff. Exactly. Dude. But, you know, I'm sorry. You're, you're just not Susan. He's actually really good in the movie. He is. Like, everyone's yeah. great in yeah. it. Um, but, like, I. I just, his presence is such that like the movie knows it and you, the viewer know it, that like, you know, you want more of the other story, you know? Yeah. Um, and you kind of, I don't know. Who are you supposed to be rooting for here? Are you supposed to be rooting for Tom to like save the day? Are you supposed to be rooting for Danuv to, to convert Sarandon completely? Like what? It depends on what year it is. Yeah. Um, I think in 1983, they might have like wanted you to root for Clifty Young. Okay. All right. You know, and, and that's really sad. I was on, I was kind of like, I'll, I'll take whatever side Sarandon wants to take. Okay. That's what I, um, that's what I want. Yeah. Cause she's kind of a victim here. Right. In either, either circumstance, really. She's, uh, being controlled by the vampire. Yeah. Or 
quote unquote controlled by her boyfriend. She's being like held back because I'm yeah. sure he's muscling in on her research and stuff like that. Yeah. And kind of like, you know, wanting, Oh, can I, can you put my name on there too? And that kind of crap. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, they, they don't dive into that that much or right. anything, but like you, you don't want the, the maiden in distress, you know, no, the, exactly. the man comes to save the day. Yes. Like you said, looking at that with more contemporary eyes. Yes. You, I don't want that in a story. Because and, and when he does go upstairs, because like Catherine Noob just lets him in because she knows that I'm better than this guy. Yeah. Um, so he goes <laughs> yeah. up. She doesn't even lie. She's like, yeah, she's upstairs yeah. in the bedroom. You, you think I'm going to get jealous of you? <laughs> <laughs> so he goes upstairs, the sad I prick. I sweat nothing. <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> uh, and he starts like, he, he he's, I don't know, um... He's trying to help her, but he's like kind of like shaking her a little bit too, yeah. and and he's he's being kind of rough about Almost it. Almost like snap out of it, kind yes, of thing. Yes. Yeah. Um. She's obviously sick, and you're supposed to be a doctor. Oh yeah, she's just like covered in sweat. Right. And, um. Something's wrong, man. So like, just ease up a little bit, and instead of putting his arm around her and saying "Let's go home" or "Let's get you to the clinic" or whatever, yeah, he starts you know acting like acting like this. Uh, and it costs him. Yeah. Well, and then she starts kissing him, actually, you know, because I guess she's hungry f- for a kiss. Well, <laughs> I, guess. Uh, she, I don't well, know. I, I think she knows she wants to kill him. Maybe she's doing it to put him off his game. That's all. I mean, you that's know, what hey, it is. Hey, I look sick, but I'm horny, too. It, yeah. Have sick sex with me? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which, no thanks. <laughs> Let's go to the hospital, please. Well, I mean, yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah, that that's true. I I probably would be able to withstand that. Uh, but you know, um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it reminded me a lot of Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters when she's possessed oh, yeah, by Zool yeah, and stuff, right, like, yeah. and she's floating on the bed. Right, right. She's still very sexy and enticing. I know, um, I, I, even though you're possessed by evil. Of course. Yeah, I mean, I I, yeah. I said that you know I could. I might not be able to. Yeah, I'd probably be tough to say no, even still. Tom's right. hair is better than mine. <laughs> So I would definitely give in. That's one thing he's got. That's huh? <laughs> the one thing he's got. Uh, and it's but yeah, not much. Nope. No. <laughs> but yeah, it ends badly. He he's dead. Um, he's he's been fed upon by Susan Sarandon. Does he get onked? He does get onked. Okay. And um and like it's weird because like Catherine Deneuve is just waiting outside the door with a cigarette. <laughs> And Susan Sarandon comes out in her undies. She needs sunglasses on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she, it, it's cool those those new wave sunglasses she has at the club. The, the, oh, it's kind of yeah, like these man. trapezoidal shapes. Um, so cool. Oh, know? dude. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So now I think it just goes to the next morning. Now, right? Well, it's um, this. It's it's a weird thing because like it, it does correct me if I'm wrong, but like Susan Sarandon comes out after having killed Tom, and then she's talking to Catherine Deneuve, and then they start to kiss. Yeah, uh, because they, yeah. like she, I feel she's, like some time has passed though. D- did it or is this kind of like right after? I think it? it's right after because okay. she's still right. like when in the aftermath she's still in those same like underclothes. Yeah, she's got blood like dr- dripping down her chin yep. and stuff. She's still covered oh. in Tom's blood. Okay. I had felt like maybe the lighting changed it a little and it yeah. kind of made me think, okay, is this like morning or mm, like, right. did they feed and now they're, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, right. It's afterwards, yes. you know? Um, and they start kissing and the new says forever and ever. Right. Just right. like she said to David Bowie. Right. Um, but Susan Sarandon grabs the onk and then kills herself. 
She onks herself. She does. <laughs> she does a self onking, and um, and uh, you know, like she she makes sure that like Catherine Deneuve drinks her dead blood. Oh, is that what happens? Yes. Because when she does it, it's like a full on fountain. Yeah, it's a gusher, right? Yeah. Well, and they're kissing, right? Yeah. And she does it while they're kissing, so the blood is going like out her mouth yeah. and like all over her face and everything. Right. Um, okay, so. So that might explain some things I had questions about. And and I'm I'm only saying that because I'm I'm going off more Anne Rice mythology. Okay. Um, because like that was one of the rules in her world was, you know, like you never drink from the dead. Okay. But was she technically dead yet? Um well her, I don't know. Uh okay, uh well she was well, 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 I don't no, know. No, do you yeah, know what right. though? You know, because that that makes no sense then. Because uh, they rip everyone else apart when they drink them, like those the couple at the beginning of the film. Yeah, they, they, they sliced them clean open. They, they fed off them after they. Had, yeah, okay. So, so that doesn't. That's not part of this. Then. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I'm confused on how. <laughs> um. Catherine Deneuve has her downfall. Right. And how. The zombies all come alive. Carly is fuming right now. <laughs> sorry, Carly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We, we didn't we didn't get this part of the movie. I I like it. Yeah, I actually really like oh, it. Of course, it's great. It's we just can't awesome, explain it, you know. But I can't explain what right, happened. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe I have to watch it again. This is my first time watching the film. Yeah, so me, me too. Um, I definitely will watch this again. Yeah, um, yeah. This movie's awesome. Um, but yeah, so she kills herself. To, I guess, kill Catherine Deneuve somehow. Right. Because it's like she she um, knows, like, everything Catherine Deneuve was about, but she, she can't accept this invitation. And she probably doesn't want to go, like, spend the rest of her days, you know, murdering people. Right. Um, she also doesn't want to suffer the same fate as, uh, you know. Yes, because she knows yes. that... that she's smart, right? Yep. She's a famous doctor. Right. She knows David Bowie just aged rapidly and died. Right. And... She's trying to do that to me. I ain't letting that happen. And this is really her only move because she has been turned into a vampire. Yeah. You know? Or she's on the way because the blood is... Yeah. I, I, it, do you think she's fully turned here or not? I mean, I think that was what... Because... Uh, well, I guess... Right well, shit. It's, it's, it's like her body was dying during when she was on that bed. Like, that. that's what happens to you. It's yeah. like your, yeah. your insides are now so like So she's sort of, transformed completely. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I can buy that because at the very end, we, we see her alive still. Yes, which I think is uh, also tough to. Uh, yeah. Well, I got some, th- we, some we things. We can talk about say. it in a minute. Yes. But first, let's talk about some zombies. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because after Susan Sarandon onks herself <laughs> and Catherine Deneuve drinks the blood, all the all of her past lovers who are up in the coffins in the attic come to life, right? Yeah, they do. She, t- she carries up uh, Susan Sarandon to the attic, right? Right. Because she's got to put her up there with them. Right. But for some reason, they all come alive and start attacking her. Yeah. I, I don't know what, like, well, I, I don't know what gave them the strength to do this. Is it Susan Sarandon's blood? Like, I, I don't know. I missed something, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this, this is her, her fate is like, she's enveloped by her dude, previous love. She gets surrounded by these awesome looking corpses, right. man. These right. are awesome costumes, makeup yeah. effects. It is wonderful. I mean, like, uh, the old age makeup on David Bowie is, like, 
on display here, but even yeah. like, you know, kind of turned up even, you know, further. Yeah. And this is more of just like Dick Smith's awesome stuff. And they use lighting to, to make sure you're not seeing quite so much of it yeah. at all times. Um, a lot of quick cuts too. And, and you, you see at one point, like when there is a close up that, that it is pretty thick. I mean, it's pancake makeup, Yeah. but like they don't fully linger on it still. You just get like a sense of it and it just looks like, um, Something horrifying, it some some like monster, rotten you know? flesh, yes, crooked teeth and just decay. Right, it's awesome looking. Putrefaction walking uh, around. You yeah, know? it's a body half decomposed. Yep, it it's cool looking. Yep, and they all surround her. And what I thought was a great touch is Catherine Deneuve isn't completely frightened of them because she's she starts saying like I love you, I yeah. love all of you, right, and I fully believe she does love them yeah yeah which is kind of sad but i think they all feel betrayed because in some ways what she did was evil you know yeah in, in she s- used them exactly she, she knew that they were going to die at some point and and then also to like you know um curse them to this fate of just like eternal life inside a box yeah you know um and being old and feeble and you can't move and you're never fed and you just like are uh you're in purgatory forever. Some of them have been there for thousands of years. Yes. This is absurd. Yes. This is total abuse, man. It is. Um, and then we get the, a really cool shot of Miriam falling through the staircase. Oh landings. yeah. It's like this four story high yeah. like, spiral staircase. Yeah. Down. She's just like hitting the rails on them right. and stuff. And right. she hits the bottom and it's just like all messed up. And then it reminded me of Suspiria. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, a little bit like Suspiria had more color in that moment, but it was like kind of the same right. and, and they, they use different angles. But yeah, it was just like the, a, a great, the, there's so much beauty in someone plummeting to their death. You yeah. Know? Like some, for some reason with the, with the flowing clothes and everything, it just looks good. That's you know? what made cliffhanger so poetic. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but she's on the floor now and she's, <laughs> She's like dying on the floor. Yeah. And I don't know. We Again, we don't know how or why really, but because of all this happening, she's now, she starts aging rapidly. I guess, I guess the spell or the curse or whatever has broken. Yeah. And she ages ultra rapidly, much like we saw the monkey do earlier. Right. The skin just like turns to dirt and crumbles away. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. And And you just see her you see the face just like crumble apart and yeah. into a skull that's decayed itself. And yes. Oh, it's just a heap of a some kind of person dust. I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And like um, the, I, I guess it does make sense some ways in that like the the curse of the uh, Susan Sarandon is the first of her companions who didn't like go full you know into yeah she turned into a vampire that's true but she but she didn't um may, maybe the thing that was keeping Catherine Deneuve alive all that time was having someone with her you know draining their life force yes. for hundreds of years yes that could be it right um and then because she killed herself right at the beginning of this yes. there was no life to draw from and right maybe that's what happened i don't know yeah who knows, man? Right. Uh, we, we could do this blood math all night. <laughs> and but, then, you know, <laughs> maybe what was left of her life went back into the, the dead corpses. It's possible. And yeah. then gave them the energy to come and attack. I mean, the, these these are like, you know, it, it's 
trying to make sense of like a logical sense of all this monster stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, right. like, like how, how, we don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's paranormal activity. Yeah. I mean, and it's awesome though. It, it is. is so cool. It is. Um, <laughs> but Carly, we're sorry. If you have an answer, tell us. <laughs> right. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's, that's the end of Danube, man. Right. He's gone. Right. Um, unfortunately it's not the end of the movie. No. Um, yeah. Dan Hedaya walks in. <laughs> That's right. I forgot all about Dan Hedaya. So like earlier in the movie, he shows up and is looking for Alice. Yes. And because uh, she died and, and no one knows what happened to her. Uh-huh. And so this lieutenant shows up and like is asking questions. <laughs> and then nothing happens with that. It's a total drop plot line. Right. Until the very end of the movie, he walks back into the building and it's empty. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess there's a real estate guy there selling it. Right. You know? And he's just kind of puzzled, like, huh, well, I guess that's it. <laughs> he doesn't say anything, you know, but, like, that's, he, that's his face. It is. <laughs> and and he's, he's very intense with the realtor. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's standing there, because Dan Hedaya is, is a commanding presence and everything. Yes. And he's kind Both of a, eyebrows. Exactly, yes. <laughs> and he's kind of a scary dude. Um, and he just, like, has this glare at this dude. <laughs> The guy gives him his card and he just stands there on the marble floor and just like, yeah. you know, I'm going to be here for a minute, you know? And it's like, <laughs> uh, the guy's like, well, okay, uh, take your time, Lieutenant. You know? And he's like backing out of the room slowly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it's, it is a shame that like his whole plot line was dropped, but they didn't give him much to do. You know? Right. Yeah. I'm glad they brought him. I don't want to say I'm glad. Right. But uh, the whole time I'm like. Well, it's with the lieutenant and the yeah. fucking little kid. What <laughs> yeah. are you doing, movie? Why did you even do this? Yes, I know. Um, I know. And then they kind of tack it on at the very end uh-huh. as this weird little like bookend almost. Yeah. Like yeah. half of a bookend. <laughs> right. Um, um, but then yes. we see another apartment with a couple people in it and someone out on a balcony. Man. <laughs> and it's Susan Sarandon out on a balcony with a couple of her concubines, I yes. guess. Yes. This whole thing of Susan Sarandon, <laughs> like uh, of Sarah now living in London. There's plenty of blowing curtains. Oh man, and yeah, it's all over. It's the place. amazing. It's, yeah, it's Red Shoe Diaries. All you know, <laughs> like it's it's all going on. Oh yeah, because you know these all, all three of them there are. <laughs> if they're not standing on the balcony, they're having sex. Exactly, because <laughs> they're just so attractive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was apparently a reshoot that the studio demanded from what I read. It feels like it. Um, and yeah, it's unfortunate because like you said, it feels like it and it kind of like, doesn't fully make sense after what we just saw. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, like Miriam aged and died on that floor just as, as Sarah did. Yes. Because we're then like, we, we cut over to, after seeing, uh, Susan Sarandon on the balcony, we cut to a coffin and it's kind of shaking around. And apparently Miriam is in that coffin and Susan Sarandon is now the new Miriam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like it. No, I, I don't either. I prefer the ending where they're all dead. Yeah. True Charbonneau ending. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Even little Alice, dude. Oh, poor Alice, sweet Alice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'm glad you said it's a reshoot yeah. because it felt like right. it, it felt totally tacked on. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It felt like it unwrapped what had happened. Um, Susan Sarandon, like even years later was, was giving interviews about it, like how, how she hated it and um, yeah. how it just kind of like, it didn't ruin the movie, but it, it, 
it was, you know, unfair to the performers, you know, yeah. and to the filmmakers. Yeah. And I think because I was already kind of puzzled with how the zombies were coming and stuff yeah. that I was kind of just like, okay, well, I don't get this that much either. Like I understand what's happening, but yeah. it's like, okay, I guess they just, the ending kind of just, I don't know. Right. Wasn't as good, but I don't know. I think it was still a good movie though. Like, Absolutely. And I still like the ending Except for the tacked on thing. Because we're seeing it 40 years after it was made probably. And like we, we can tell like when, when something <laughs> is like this happened Yeah, and there's probably like some, even if we, even if we can't tell in the moment, we're going to know soon because we're going to get on, you know, the internet and figure it out. Yes. Use um, our vampire powers. Exactly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, I agree. I, I think that the movie was, was complete and we can just pretend that the, that the ending didn't actually happen. Yeah, we can do that. Yes. All right, Dave. So, uh, anything else? Um, the only other thing was like there, there's a, there's a lot of body double work in this movie. Um, if you look close, uh, <laughs> like uh, in the beginning when when um, after Susan after uh, Catherine Deneuve and David Bowie seduced that couple, they're when they're in the shower, um, you see them from the neck up. <laughs> Yes. And then we cut to like, you uh, see some butts, exactly yeah. some butts and boobs. And like, it's, it's definitely from the neck down. Um, and then in Sh- Susan Sarandon and Catherine Deneuve's uh, sex scene, um, Susan Sarandon is in the bed in a, in a thong and lying face up. Mm-hmm. And then Catherine Deneuve gets in the bed with her still fully clothed pretty much. <laughs> uh, and then we cut to like, nudity you you see Catherine Deneuve's character you see Miriam like uh-huh. kind of like feeding on on uh Sarah and it's definitely not Catherine Deneuve uh-huh. you know um <laughs> and it, there must and I I appreciate it I'm I'm okay with it because when when an actor has a non-nudity clause they have their reasons for it yeah you know and um it's it's just kind of when when you notice a body double it's hard to not notice it you know you're just like well that's definitely not the, the actor her mustache gave it away <laughs> I remember one time in, in, in there was some movie where like I found out that the, the body double was like a well-known porno star. Yeah. And, and it was like, oh, really? So that guy, so the, he makes it, he makes like a side hustle, like mm-hmm. fill, standing in for Robert Redford. Great. Didn't they do that nymphomaniac? Like had adult actors. Uh, like they, they professional did. Professional adult yes. actors. And yes. Stuff. Yeah. They also used CGI. Yes. You know, which is nothing better weird. than CGI. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <know>. Wieners. <laughs> oh true words right (laughs) yes (laughs) oh my god oh man doing (laughs) all right dave so would you recommend the movie yes yeah this is a lot of fun uh yeah everybody should see the hunger great movie yeah the hunger rules like i said (laughs) that's right dude. everybody watch it um and everybody listen to bauhaus (laughs) that's right and bowie let's go yes of course get it all on (laughs) all right so thank you carly that was an awesome request yes we loved it and uh, we look forward to next year for sure. That's right, dude. We're going to stay hungry. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> All right. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast. Rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes. And you can go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yes. And we're on Facebook, Blue Sky, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies. And our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Uh-huh. And Dave, we have a question of the week. What is the question of the week? The question of the week. What are your favorite movies about strange medical phenomenon? There you go. All right, and stay tuned next week as Dudes on Demand wraps up. We've got a request from Finn for 2003's Old Boy, directed by Park Chan-wook and starring Choi Min-sik. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time.